G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In one church I pastored, we run a counseling center during the week. I received a phone call one day from a man who was training to be a secular counselor. He asked if he could sit in on some of our counseling sessions for the experience. I agreed and informed him of the way that we operated. Now, the concept of biblical counseling was new to him. But what intrigued him most of all was my comment about the involvement of the Holy Spirit in the counselling sessions. I will never forget his response. Pausing for a while to take in the idea of the presence and ministry of the Holy Spirit in biblical counselling, he said, I can see that you have a distinct advantage over the rest of us. Well, that was an understatement, if ever there was one. The distinct advantage biblical counselling has over worldly counselling revolves around the issue of who does the changing. We are changed into the glorious image of Christ from glory to glory by the Holy Spirit. He is the agent of change in a Christian's life. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And welcome once again to Set Free with Ken Legg. I'm Phil Edwards. And it's been an interesting week looking at the subject of helping others through one-on-one counselling. Am I my brother's keeper? We asked that question and Ken's been sharing with us this week that whilst there will be specialist areas of counselling in which we would well leave to others as experts, there's certainly a real place for Christians giving counsel to their fellow Christians. We've even noted that in giving this kind of general advice, untrained Christians can be as effective and sometimes even more effective than trained counsellors. Now, Ken, you made some remarks in the opening there about the the Holy Spirit's part in this process. It's not really about the work we do, is it? No, that's right. And, um, you know, we talked also about codependency. And codependency is making that mistake that we can change people. I can't change myself. I can't change anybody else. Nobody can change another person. We can share truth with them. But the one who does the changing is the Holy Spirit. He is the agent of change. And that fits really well, actually, with what you said yesterday, and that is the goal of Christian counselling is to bring people to a state of Christ's dependency. Can you give us some practical guidelines for counselling as we close on this today? Yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about some of the practicalities there. Now, I believe uh, in every kind of counselling situation, there's a a basic counselling process. Now, Mm -hmm. that consists of four things. The first thing is getting the facts. It's important. Uh, Number two, interpreting the facts biblically. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, thirdly, communicating hope. Yeah. Uh, and then the fourth one is plotting the course. Okay, where, where are we going to go from here? So let's look at those four things uh, very briefly. Um, the first one, of course, involves getting the facts. Uh, Proverbs 18 verse 13 tells us, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Now, that's pretty heavy dude. You know, And how often have we been guilty? <laughs> exactly. You know, So God calls counselors who hastily give advice before correctly appraising the situation, foolish and shameful. Mm. So before we give counsel to people, let's make sure we really understand their problem. And the way we do that is to develop effective ways of 
getting the information we need from them. And that's, of course, going to involve a lot of um, uh, questions, asking questions, and then, you know, letting those questions lead on to other questions so that we can really get as much information before we try to give any counsel. And then I suppose what do we do with that is the second one. You know, how do we interpret that biblically? Yeah, well, that's exactly right, Phil. And, and usually as people share, what's going to become apparent is that they've got some wrong perception about things, maybe about God, yep. maybe about their own life, maybe about their circumstances, or you know, we've been talking about their identity, uh, maybe about Satan, just how big he is or isn't. Yep. Um, and so people have got wrong views about things, and usually problems stem from those kind of inaccuracies. So what we're going to do is to try to bring the truth to counter those lies. In fact, often when I'm talking to people about their problems, one of the questions I ask is, what lie is this person believing? Because if they're believing a lie, that would bind them up in that area of their lives. But it's the truth that's going to set them free. Mm. And it's one thing to have information and interpret it biblically, but nothing unless we then have some pathway to go somewhere with that and to give hope into the situation. That's very important. You, you only get one shot at giving hope to people, I think. If people have come to you for you know for help and advice, uh, they need hope. And if they don't get it on in that session, if you like, in that, in that time with you, that encounter they have with you, they'll probably go somewhere else. Mm. And so we need to give hope to people. And uh, uh, many people see their situation as hopeless. So that's one of the greatest challenges in counselling is to give them hope. And hope for the Christian is based on the certain knowledge that whatever circumstances we may find ourselves in, we have the resources to deal with that in Christ. You know, God has fully empowered us for the totality of, of life in his son, Jesus Christ. Mm, he hasn't cr- left us hopeless. Yeah, that, that great scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, doesn't matter what's thrown at me. That's so true. And uh, another scripture is, you know, um, his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So God has not left us bereft. He's not left us without the resources. He has given us hope. But it's helping the counselee to see where that hope is and where the answers are in Christ. Mm. I guess if God has given us the resources, we need some kind of plan too. So that brings to the the fourth of those four, plotting a course ahead. That's right. So once um, a person's belief system is aligned with the truth, we're going to say to them, okay, so where do we we go from here? How do we now walk through the situation knowing what we know now? How will you do things differently? Because obviously if they're not going to do anything differently, then nothing's going to change. Mm. And so now that you know the truth, how will you now begin to walk out through your circumstances and uh, through the situation that you're going through? So those four things, just to recap, get the facts, interpret them biblically, communicate hope, and then plot a course. What else can you suggest that's that's practical as counsellors? Because as we've said, all of us are counsellors in one form or another to others. Yeah, I think there are certain essential counselling skills that are not difficult, but they are important. Um, the first, of course, is listening. Now, that's always number one on my list. I'll be make quiet sure from that now we, on. Uh, <laughs> Make sure that we really are listening to what is being said. Uh, as James says, let every man be swift to hear, yes. slow to speak. Somebody said, well, you've got two ears and one mouth. That's Think right, about yeah. it. <laughs> okay, so what does that really mean to listen? Well, first of all, it means um, not interrupting the counsellor or the person that's sharing their problem. Hear them out. And even when we've heard them out, pursue what they've said by asking questions so that we can get even more information. 
and then make sure that we've really heard them correctly by saying it back to them in a different way. Say, for example, so what I hear you saying is da-da-da-da-da. Is that correct? And then they'll know that we know uh, exactly what they've just said to us, that we've really heard. It's registered with us. I'm just sitting quietly in the corner here listening, Ken. I'm just (laughs) demonstrating my listening skills. When they tell us things that we might not necessarily think are good or we disapprove of or we know that it's wrong, how do you deal with that? I guess you've got to listen in kind of an accepting way but not approving of what they do. That's right. And I, I think um, it's, they will know whether we accept them unconditionally. And I think acceptance is vital in counselling to help anyone. They've got to know that we accept them unconditionally. Now, remember, God accepts us unconditionally. Mm. There's a difference between acceptance and approval. We can accept someone without condoning their behaviour. Yep. God accepts us as we are. Is he happy, um, if I can use that term, with the way that we handle every situation? No, but he knows that life is a journey yep. and he's taken us to where he wants us to be gradually. And I so, guess if, if that person has come to us, they've come to us for help, not for condemnation. Yeah, yeah, and, and that kind of support. And then the last thing I would say, Phil, when we're talking about practical skills is confidentiality. Now, the person often shares some very personal and intimate details with us, and that trust is sacred. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up, Ken. We're nearly out of time. What would you say is at the core of what we've talked about this week? Well, of course, the goal is Christ dependencies. Christ is the answer to our every need, and we're not alone in counselling. The Holy Spirit is present with us. He is the counsellor. And if we will be led by Him and empowered by Him, then I believe that we can bring a lot of help to a lot of people. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.